And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show presented by Sling. I'm here in Las Vegas with the lovely Ari Wasserman and joining us remotely. I can't believe he had time for us today. The Portal Authority, Max Olson. Happy Transfer Portal Day, Max. Guys, I, I've just been sitting in a chair all day staring at spreadsheets and databases. Hopefully, you've been having a little more fun than I have. Uh, have we? Yesterday I, uh, was rough. I lost 300 bucks on the way back up to my room uh, in a video poker machine. Um, so that was the highlight of my day. You couldn't but just have a, a human deal you some cards? They have lots I of just, those here. I just was like right next to my hotel room uh, elevator and... <laughs> It was, I thought you were going to say it like thought of your pocket, crime but no, it just fell right into a machine. It yeah, fell in out of the machine. Uh, but I, I don't even know why I'm on this show, so I'm just going to let Max cook. Uh, so show some respect to the Portal King. Well, no, no, I and, wanted to, uh, I wanted we'll to ask Max this because I asked Ari. Right, we'll, right. we'll shout out some five stars today, buddy. We'll, we'll get you in here. Yeah, yeah. There will be dudes everywhere, I promise. But yes, sir. I, I asked Ari this before we, we went live, Max. Is this wilder than any national signing day that you've ever seen, or is it different? Um, I think it's, man, there's, it's, it, it is similar in kind of a flipped way. Right. I mean, I think that usually on signing day, you've, you kind of know who's on every list and yep. there's a couple surprises per class maybe, and, and a bunch of uncommitted guys. This is, I mean, what are we going to start calling this? Is is this just, you know, is this portal Transfer day? Is this portal moving day? day? I mean, you know, it's, yeah. it's different than signing day, uh, but. Well, the thing that's different about this is that on national signing day, players are going to a program and yeah, on this day they're, they're leaving. leaving one. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah. that's what's kind of most interesting. But the question that I wanted to ask you, Max, cause I saw your, your story, your live, you know, feed and everything that there are 500 power five names in there today. Do mm-hmm. you think that you could whittle down that list to 85 and create a national title team with the amount of talent that's in there? <laughs> I think by the end of the month, you definitely could. Yeah. I think that we, like today is a lot of, you know, because of the way that the nature of the windows and stuff, um, guys have been locked out from from making this move until December 5th. Um, and they thought that that, you know, the NCAA thought that that would be better because guys, players can't just leave 365 days a year. Um, you have a little bit more understanding going into signing day of what you need and what you, what you lost. Um, so like today was a lot of players who tweeted in the past month or so, um, that they're they're moving on and waiting till December fifth to do this, and then there's a lot of new, a lot of new ones, a lot of surprise ones today. Uh, but like, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, you, you certainly look at USC. I mean, how many did USC bring in? Like twenty of them last year. Yeah, I, I think it, Trip Tepper in the chat says National Signing Day. This is lit National See You Later Day. Yeah. I like that. We can we can probably change. But here's the thing: National Signing Day makes you excited about players you've never seen because they're coming to your school, mm-hmm. but you don't know if they're any good. This day, you get excited because they're leaving some other school, and there's a chance they might come to your school. Right. 
And you know what they are. Well, also, too, there's a lot of names in the portal where fans are excited to see them go, yes. too. Um, and that opens up more spots and more fireworks for National Signing Day. I think that the the portal day being the fifth is an interesting time on the calendar because it's three weeks before you're actually signing your class, your high school class. Yeah. And if you lose people unexpectedly, it doesn't give you a lot of time to rebound before the early signing period to fill those holes in your you roster. Also fill with a portal. So it forces you to also go back and dip into the portal. So um, it is like roster management right now for a coach. Like if you thought it was hard two years ago, uh, I cannot imagine, you know, the math and the spots and the, you know, like all these coaches have a philosophy of we want 15 offensive linemen. We want right. four quarterbacks. We want 11 yeah. receivers. It's like, can you even theoretically hit those numbers and keep your roster the way that you want it from a baseline talent standpoint anymore? Because it's like, you could get those numbers, you could fill them, but you might yeah. have to fill them with players that aren't good enough to come to your school. Well, and that's, that's the problem is do you use those scholarships and uh, Max, Ari and I were talking to a coach yesterday who was talking about the, the changes and the, the way they've tweaked the rules a little bit. If you take an undergrad transfer and they wash out, you have to eat that scholarship yeah, until that person them. would no longer have been eligible. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you got to be real careful who you take out. You do. Yeah. You're supposed to be stuck with them going forward, which we'll see if that kind of, if that holds up. But I think the trend that we're seeing now, like today, when I just look at the list of players that are going in, I, you know, and, and the roster rules have changed. So you can just, as long as you're at 85, you can sign as many as you want in off season. And I think what we're seeing right now is kind of what, what you expected slash feared, which is that a lot of programs, especially the rebuilding ones right now, or, or whether they're going into year two or whatever, a lot of programs are kind of kind of parting ways with like their 10 worst players on the roster in, uh, on their 85, right? And some of those players are still really talented players, and maybe they've made mistakes or had injuries or whatever. Right. Some of them they, they might regret moving on from. But what we're seeing is, is people kind of trim the fat off the roster here to free up more spots for – you would hope for more high school signees, but realistically, probably just a lot more portal signees. Yeah. I, so I just put up Robert's uh, comment in the chat. Gators have enough left for the Sin City Bowl. Florida is playing the Las Vegas Bowl. The news today, big news out of Florida, was that Anthony Richardson is going pro, but also they're going to have a big roster flip. Like that's mm-hmm. one of those, they're going to be one of those that in the bowl game might look like LSU. So, you know what I think might be interesting too, and I don't know if it'll ever get to this point because of the pressure that the high school prospects feel to sign in the early signing period, but it might actually turn out to be smart to wait till the traditional signing period for the high school kids. Right. Because that gives those coaches another two months, two and a half months to kind of assess where they are roster wise. And, you know, I don't know, Max, maybe I'm crazy. I don't know if it'll ever I, get I to that. I think that but. if you're a high school recruit and, uh, and, and you haven't, locked in a commitment now you might be shut out of luck i think that's the way this is going a little yeah, bit right yeah. now like it because it's just going to be hard to get these coaches attention after december 5th right now because they're going on the road and yeah they're going to go do in-home visits with recruits too and certainly for the 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 guys at the top of their board you know they're going to make you a priority all the way till till signing day you know whichever one you choose right but man i i think it's going to be a little bit different now like i think you really got to kind of lock down that spot on, in a yeah. class before your senior year because and, yeah. there's just a lot of good players that might not have as the the kind of opportunities in january that they they think they should and the further down the rankings that you go the more likely it is that you're not going to find a spot right right like if yeah. you're a five star prospect 
or a yeah, high-end four-star, yeah. they'll always find room for you. But if you're, I mean, like, I guess it might also go by position too, because like quarterback recruiting, well, I think also, is a very interesting thing. If you're, a, if you're a borderline power five prospect, you also may be having to take a group of five scholarship. If you're borderline group of five, you may be going FCS mm-hmm. and, and, and so on and so forth. And that brings me to, to what is going on in the quarterback market, Max, because I think that's the one everybody wants to talk about today, sure. especially in the ACC. You, you've got DJ Uyunglele from Clemson, Devin Leary from NC State. <laughs> and one in the wildest one I saw, Phil Yurkovic from from Boston College goes in the portal, is committed to Pittsburgh. Keaton Slovis is now in the portal, and we got Brendan Armstrong leaving Virginia. Like that right. whole league is. And we already just, had, yeah, he had already announced that, right? <laughs> so we've got, um, yeah, the 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 <laughs> the situation in that league is 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 shaking up quite a bit, and you know it's so interesting. Like we're coming off this season where you had some guys that were kind of reclamation projects in some ways where it's like, you know, can, can a, a, a Bo Nix or Jaden Daniels or Michael Penix kind of go to the right situation and be, you know, become kind of the best version of themselves. And a lot of those, answer that? some of them yes. like Slovis didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I like this, this quarterback class so far that's coming together. It, it's a lot of those kind of guys like Spencer Sanders going in today. That's mm-hmm. been rumored for a while. He's got one more year left. It's kind of like an Adrian Martinez situation, but it's like, can he go to a situation where he's a lot better or like, what do you, what are you getting there? What do you, what are you getting with DJ in terms of his next place? Well, that's the thing with like Spencer Sanders and with DJ, you pretty much know what they are. You know, Devin Leary, you also know what he is. Mm-hmm. He's pretty damn good. Like, yeah, I have my Devin Leary Heisman hat that NC state sent me before the like, season. If started. you're like, okay, oh, so and like, Jeff, Sim, like, Jeff Sims from Georgia tech too. I love Jeff Sims. So yeah. let's say you're like, um, let's say you're Notre Dame, right? We know Notre Dame needs one because, mm-hmm. Drew Pine left because he yep. was told they're going to go get one, right? Like if you were Notre Dame, which of these guys would you put at the top of your list? You know, it's got to be a grad, right? At Notre, it's, it's a little tougher to take an undergrad transfer at Notre Dame, so probably a graduate. Hmm. Now they've done the they've done the taking the Wisconsin graduate transfer route before with Jack Cohn. Maybe it's Graham Mertz. <laughs> There's Graham Mertz. I mean, what can you turn in Graham Mertz into in, in a different situation? Brennan Armstrong w- was a very productive passer in that Robert and I offense when, when Bronco Mendenhall was Virginia's yep. coach. That's that's a potential one. Uh, it, it seemed like with Buckner that Notre Dame wanted to go a little more dual threat this time around. I don't know if that's a, a, you know a, a permanent Tommy Reese philosophical change or if that's just that's what they had on the roster and how they wanted to do it. But he will have options. I mean, Devin Leary, yep. I would think, is is the guy. Sure. Most of these programs that are quarterback needy, you're calling. Am I nuts? But, but this Graham is not a thing you get to like sit around for a week and no, talk no, about. No, you like, have you today. Move. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. no. I, I said you had three days ago for sure. For with the big ones, that most is is already done. Like I I, I tweeted out today that that Austin Reed, uh, the Western mm-hmm. Kentucky quarterback, yeah. he was number two in passing yards in the country this year. He is in the portal now. He was from West Florida, Division II school, went to Western Kentucky. He actually had a couple Power Five offers, but liked Western Kentucky better. But now he wants to go play in the Power Five. And I, I got a pretty good idea that, that he's got it down to a couple schools. Like, that's before making that decision. So we're, we're going to see these guys' dominoes fall pretty quick. Austin Reed's going to climb that ladder, right, Andy, from, is it D, D2, West D2. Florida? So he's going to go D2, G5, P5, probably go NFL. practice squad, and then <laughs> yeah. NFL starter. We're just going to yeah. kind of annual progression there. Well, the, the Western Kentucky people are mad because Bailey Zappi went to the NFL from, from Western Kentucky. And obviously Mike White is uh, 
is lighting it up for the Jets. And yep. they're saying, well, what are you doing? You can go to the NFL from here, which is true. But maybe he just wanted to play in the Power Five. Maybe he's mm-hmm. always dreamed of that. Yeah, and that's you, you go through the list here. I mean, I, obviously the Power Five guys command a lot of attention and, and offers right away and stuff. But we're, we're seeing again what we saw last year, which is a lot of all-conference players at the group of five level, guys that, look, maybe they should have had a better opportunity coming out of high school and just got overlooked or – had that one thing missing or whatever, but there's like a lot of like all Mac kind of players that are out there now that a lot of people want. And, uh, you know, I think that, uh, that's one area where you have a, you know, it's not as sexy, but you, you have a chance to go out and get veteran starters that can, can help you quite a bit next year. I mean, isn't it the training table, the whole thing? Yeah. You go, you go straight to power five for the training table. I would, I mean, <laughs> who wouldn't they get it catered sometimes guys, 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 buffet every day. Yeah. I mean, stipends alone. You got to yeah. do it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you know, the, the money that, that for academic progress that you get now that, that came out of the Supreme court case. I mean, all of this stuff is changing everything and changing the way this works. And, uh, it, it brings me, you know, to to this, I, I do feel like some of this has changed for change's sake. And not just with the players, but also with the coaches, where they're like, ah, I don't know about this guy. I'm going to grab this guy. Like, let's remember that the coach who didn't really take anybody out of the portal this year was Kirby Smart. Because he looked around and said, everybody I got is better than everybody in there. Mm-hmm. And that is how you win a national title. It's not this. Yeah, it's it, you're right. And that's like I've had that conversation with some of these staffs like, you know, like last year, Ole Miss and USC were really hot. Right. I mean, they went yep. out and um, dominated in terms of transfer recruiting. That's not necessarily what they want to do every single year. I mean, it kind of right. makes sense. Right. Like USC if you have had a no niche, choice. Yeah. Right. But Lincoln Riley obviously wants to dominate the West Coast in recruiting and not just take 12 high school recruits a year. And same thing at Ole Miss. Like you can get a better. Uh, you know, quality of, of high school recruit now, now that you've established yourself. Well, and, there, and who is, and who is Ole Miss's best player? A three-star high schooler, Quinshawn Judkins. Sure. Who, by the exactly. way, is staying thanks to the Grove Collective. And what did he do last year? He, I mean, this season, he played over two transfers. I mean, you know, you, you, you bring these guys in and you up the competition and, and you hope that your younger guys, like it, it's still, it is kind of like the NFL guys. Like it's, it's still you, the, the draft still matters and this high school recruiting still matters, but uh, what we get is is free agency now and, and the ability to supplement um, and, and kind of fill the holes that, that uh, you know, emerge over time. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. So Max, what was the name that that crossed your screen today where you go, huh, didn't see that one coming? 
Um, I mean, right before we started taping, and Ari, you, you've you've covered this guy, um, Tony Grimes from North Carolina, uh, hit hit the yeah. pole. Um, that's a five star who reclassified and has been a three year starter for North Carolina. They've had a few guys now move on from that that defense today. But you don't um, want to play on a, a spectacular defense like that. <laughs> you wouldn't want to just keep playing on that. I mean, that the thing amazing with a guy like defense? that is that you know to reclassify and then start immediately is some physical feat for that guy. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Right. Is he NFL? Is he like able L- to go LTL to the NFL this now? Year, is Texas still- A&M did that too. Yeah. He can. Is he, is he eligible or is it he, three he's, years he's in college? Three right? years. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, even though he's a year younger than you would be usually, yeah. but he's a, he's a really good football player and I can understand wanting to change the scenery. I mean, I feel like the whole portal thing really is like the perfect tool for a coach who takes over at a place, mm-hmm. needs to flip his roster really quick, you know, have a good or solid first year before he can have a whole full year of recruiting. Because, you know, I wrote the story uh, six weeks ago about how impossible it is to get hired in December and then sign a class right. in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the perfect supplement, you know. But I don't know, like you said about USC and Ole Miss, if that's a sustainable thing. I don't, because, and I don't think that's what Lincoln Riley wants to do. And I, I don't think it's the, what Lane Kiffin wants to do. But the thing that's interesting is, is that when it first started, I thought, well, there's no way that you could do it because it's so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And to a certain extent, it is. But if there's going to be a 1,000 people in it, yeah. then it becomes like the pool. As, as, as the pool becomes – yeah. Uh, larger and larger than it actually is predictable. You could say, you know what, we're going to need a, t- a quarterback next year. I don't like any of the guys who are left in, in this class at the quarterback position because they all committed a year earlier. We're not going to take anyone, waste a scholarship on some three guy, to, three star guy to have a body uh, in our room. We're just going to see what happens in the portal. It's like, oh well, the entire ACC's co- starting quarterbacks are in the portal this year. Yeah. Like, you know, I think that the Justin Fields transfer uh, is going to be atypical because most of the time, yeah. people who are super good and successful. Um, well, that, don't that, have to do that. I don't think there will be yeah. a Caleb Williams this year. I could be, I could be completely wrong here, but I think the Caleb Williams one will be pretty unique. No, because that would require a coach leaving. That's yeah. that's the yeah. Well, issue. the thing too is like the Justin Fields thing is interesting because he left because he was a really good player, but was behind another really good player. Yeah. So I think that the only way that you could get a Justin Fields. Uh, would that's be, how Alabama gets a Jamison Williams from Ohio State. Is, is if it's a really good player that's on a really good team like Georgia, who doesn't want to wait anymore. Yeah. Um, and the same thing with Caleb. The only way you're going to get a Caleb Williams is if your coach leaves. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, you still might be able to get a Luke Altmyer. You can definitely you get know, a Luke, you can get a Luke how, Altmyer right now. He's in the portal. How many mm-hmm. programs in the Power Five would he be good enough to start for? I mean, we haven't seen much of them. But maybe would it be easy to say thirty? I don't know about that. Twenty five. That's it's hard to say because again we haven't seen as much. Lane Kiffin probably could tell us, you know, if he if he was willing to to honestly assess him here because he's seen him at practice. But that those who haven't been there, and, and I'm curious about this, Max. You know, you, there is so much movement among coaches. Like mm-hmm. now, you have coaches who will have seen these guys up close and are probably going to their boss like, "Hey, I had this guy when he's a freshman. He's a dog. We got to go get him." For, for sure. I mean, yeah, and that's that's like we saw that last year. I mentioned, um, you know, Michael Penix and and Bonix are two guys that reconnected with coaches from their past. Mm-hmm. It kind of it's kind of obvious, but it makes a lot of sense in terms of wanting to have kind of a predictable situation you're going into. Like today, um, Oregon hired the OC from UTSA. Well, yep. he coached Hudson Card in high school. I mean, like those kind of connections. Now we'll see if Oregon feels like they need to take one or not. But like those kind of connections end up mattering. I mean, when Spencer mm-hmm. Sanders hits the portal. The first thing I think is, you know, his former OC is at Penn State now. Now, obviously, yeah. you want to develop Drew Aller, but sometimes those things that, that those or phone calls or go he's a lot your, easier. Your insurance yeah. policy for Drew Aller 
If yeah, uh, it, Spencer Sanders goes to Penn State and Drew Aller sits for another year, your head's gonna I'm going to resign from the athletic <laughs> and I'm going to sell insurance. I just want you guys to know. <laughs> if he commits to Penn State, I think you should do an emergency pot, like solo podcast, Ari. Yeah, just like crying. James Franklin. It, it, Mascara dripping down my yeah, face. I don't even know I'm wearing it. Yeah, it, It would be a Stephen A. Smith after the Knicks draft. It would of, be me. Kind of podcast. The Stephen A. Smith, why did TCU make the playoff energy? Yes, yes. So Sean in the in the <laughs> chat says, how are backups of teams in, in the CFP navigating this situation? Any in the portal? There is an Ohio State player who said... Yeah, Taraja Mitchell, the linebacker, yeah. is in... But he's playing. But he's playing through it, yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, I don't Eric, know. All, Eric All, the tight end from Michigan, went in today. Um, and, and he's been uh, injured too, right? Yeah, and I think Taraja's only played like one snap this year, but, but you know, I think he's staying with them, right? Yes. So I don't know. You're you're probably the bigger expert on how the calendar would work. Out I, I, the way that this works, and we saw it last year too. Like for example, there were some Georgia guys. Amarius Mims went in, and, and then stayed. Jermaine it Burton went out, in. Yeah. So, you know, some of those you you wait till till uh, you know January for that to happen. And and they've said with the 45 day window here, they make accommodations for the teams in the championship. So we'll see if that gets extended a little bit for um, whoever makes it through. But yeah, I'm I'm sure there's a lot of people right now who are wondering. Um, like we haven't even really had that many Alabama players enter. Like I think at the at, at some of those really top rosters, uh, you are still kind of waiting to see um, who's going to be out there. And, and yeah, last year, last year, it's, this is the first day, and we're only a few hours into it. But last year, it felt like there were way more really like more Jordan Addisons and stuff. More well, the Jordan more, Addison thing came later. I, 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 there'll be another wave after spring practice. This is different this year because the portal was open the entire season last year. Right. Yeah. And that. I mean, this this but, feels like a new type of like this feels like the de- the first day of NFL or NBA free agency. Well, and it's funny too, like how especially at the quarterback position, some of this stuff ends up being like we talk about this stuff, and it kind of ends up being predictable. I mean, last year the big name at this time of year was Spencer Rattler going in, right. and this year it's DJ, who we kind of like same thing, kind of spent all year being like, yeah. what if he's going to go somewhere else? What would what would fit for him? You know, I mean, I think that. Now, certainly the way that th- things kind of uh, wrapped up there with the ACC title game and stuff didn't really totally see it going that it way. Do- dovetailed, dovetailed perfectly. Timed up point. well, yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, and maybe he maybe he wasn't going in before that, but that cinched it. But maybe he was. It's, it, it's hard to tell. I'll be curious to see where he ends up. UCLA seems to be the one everybody's saying. I'm trying to imagine, like, are he and Chip Kelly going to get along? Is that is that Does that work? Is he – I mean – from a skill set standpoint, he doesn't run as well as DTR, but he's got he's obviously got a much better arm. So mm-hmm. you can do some things with, with yeah. The way what's they like play. the dream offense you feel like to kind of bring out what he could be? Well, would Kenny Dillingham want him at Arizona State? How would he fit in that offense? I could his, see it. his willingness to run is 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 my question because like well, I mean, Bo I think, is willing to run. I think yeah. that his dream offense is the offense where when it's third and five, you run him every time. That's not you know, his dream. Not I his, think, but like for the watching him, he him. can do it. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I mean, I've seen a team make the college football playoff with a person who uh, did it too and can't do it quite as well as he can. And, and JT Barrett. So, I mean, I, I don't know if I necessarily view him as a 35 pass a, attempt g- yeah. a game guy. I think I view him as I, I would uh, want to use him tough as a yardage. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd want to use him as a runner. And that's why I think Chip Kelly's offense works for that. Kenny Dillingham's offense works for that. Yeah, I, I, I'm just assuming he wants to get closer home. I, I have no idea. I could be wrong. He could, he could stay on the East Coast. It's, it's entirely po- well. And then, and then his maybe, brother maybe being NC in State. this, uh, you know, Ari, his, with his yeah, brother Mateo. being in this class, yeah. is, is that kind of a package deal situation too? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, it, was he 
his his younger brother didn't really seem to be so high up on Clemson before this happened. So, right, he was going somewhere else. You know, but, I don't know if I, I would but, go that far. But could, could DJ be? Has DJ graduated? That's a good question because yeah, he's a grad transfer. Okay, so that could be Notre Dame. I was going to say this earlier on the Mateo show. Mateo officially visited Notre Dame for the Clemson game this year. By the way. Well, and this is the hard thing. So, like, I, I was counting this up. You know, part of it is like, do you make the decision now and take the guy now, and you know, you know, burden the hand and all that, or or do you kind of let this stuff play out a little bit and and kind of maybe you're already kind of talking, you know, back channeling, talking and, and waiting to see if there's some other guys that are come up because, like, for example, today, so like a couple weeks ago, uh, the FCS players could go in, and there were some that got a lot of offers and stuff, uh, especially mm-hmm. like a wide receiver. There's a couple of really good receivers at the FCS, FCS level. Today, 76 Power 5 scholarship receivers went in the portal, right? So it's like, yeah. do you do you take the guy early on or do you kind of wait and say, well, we've only got two, you know, maybe a receiver, for example, we've only got two spots. I think, do we I, really I, take I, two now, you know? I think this comes down to what you know. Like, this is your this is where your advanced intel comes in, where your, your detective work by your staff comes in, where you know who's going to enter the portal before they do, weeks before mm-hmm. they do. Mm-hmm. That's So you can say, no, 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 this guy's coming – we're going to go all out on this guy. I think that's that's what you got to do. And as if everyone knew that we were going to be talking about Deion Sanders on the show, our Matt Fortuna at The Athletic reports that Kent State head coach Sean Lewis is headed to Boulder to be Deion's offensive coordinator, which means they are going to run the old Baylor offense. They're going to spread you out real, real wide, and they're going to, they're going to veer and shoot. So if you're a good back... You might want to go there because the like, backs tend to gain a lot of yards in that offense, and the receivers tend to run a lot of go routes. It's like God came down and said, I'm going to create the perfect viewing experience for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not just the perfect viewing experience for 60 minutes of football once a, a week on a Saturday. You get to see everything. Yes. <laughs> yes, because they, they are doing so much stuff online and in and, 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 and social media and – They've got like well off media is Deion Sanders Jr.'s YouTube channel. Everything so far has been in there. Like their entire their entire meeting with the players is in there. And I, I grabbed a little chunk of that. Uh Dion answering the players' questions. And man, he did not hold back. This is uh this is gonna be a very interesting experience. I want you guys to hear this and I want to get your takes on it because there there were a lot of a lot of pearl clutching when this came out from people who clearly have never b- been in a football locker room in their lives. Yes, sir. What's our offseason going to look like? It's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be a lot of work. Uh, summer. We're going to have a couple breaks in the summer. All season. Uh, oh, how should I say this? We're going to try to make it quick. Those of you that we don't run off, we're going to try to make it quick. That's what all season gonna look like. I want the ones that don't want to quit. They want to be here. They want to work. They want to win. They want to be appreciative of every darn thing they're getting here. That's what it's gonna look like. Heck of a lot of work. I gotta get you to the breaking point so I know what I got. I don't want to get in the game and then find out I got Jane when all off season I had Tars in. I gotta figure that one out. And I'm gonna get you there. Great question. Yes, sir. What's your plans for like the injured guys? Get treatment. If you're salvageable, if you want to visit, they told me where the darn is. It's a wrap. We gonna hug and kiss and say goodbye. <laughs> Anything else? Yes, sir. 
the same strength staff or? Probably not. <laughs> Haven't made a, that distinctive decision yet, totally. There's probably a couple of decisions I hadn't made as of yet. We just got finished kicking butt last night. I got a, a, a day. Great question. You know what that was, Andy? What was that? That was the first half of Full Metal Jacket. It was. It was. <laughs> it was like, God no matter- has a heart on for Marines. <laughs> I, I think that yes. he was just asking. He left it open for questions. And then whenever ever anybody Great asked question. him anything, he just like, what is the scariest thing I could possibly answer? Are you going to keep the same, the same strength? No, 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 probably not. Because <laughs> they're trying to figure out whether or not they, they'll be familiar with the people yeah. who are going to try to make them That quit. was actually the yeah. second question he got in that meeting about, who he's going to keep. And he's like, I'm probably not keeping anybody. (laughs) He's pretty, he's brutally honest. Now what, what I think a lot of the people who are wigging out over that video don't understand is he's trying to create a self-selecting sample there. And this is what he did. There is not unusual. That happens a lot with new coaches. That is a, that's actually a pretty normal first meeting with a coach mm-hmm. and players, we just don't normally get to watch it on video. A so, lot of coaches are like, hey, you know, like if we t- they talk to us about these things, right? And they say, well, don't quote yeah. me on that. Dion's like, quote me on all of it. Please yes, put this out Exactly. There. Quote me on exactly. all of this. And well, the way he says it, too, is just like so yeah. Dion. Because whoever gets turned off by that, whatever player gets turned off by that, he had one on the team anyway. So I literally would quit. He's <laughs> warning them now. This is going to be hell on earth for you, which it, it probably won't be any more hell on earth than, than really anywhere else. But he just wants those people to leave who have no confidence. Meanwhile, the people are like, screw you, Dion. I'm going to prove you wrong. That's who he wants. But That's the, who he wants to stay. The way the rules have changed now, Dion is probably going to bring in 30 to 45 new scholarship players this offseason. Oh, he's bringing his luggage, and it's Louis. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and, and he is... When when Colorado's throwing out an offer to a transfer, like it gets it gets a different level of attention now than it did a year ago, right? Like I think they are he is excited about the opportunity to run guys off and bring bring new players in and set his culture. And you know, I don't think well, there's anything like, wrong with that. This is what makes him a hireable person, despite the fact that he didn't have a ton of experience, right? right? Because every single thing that he does has a has a underlying feel of legitimacy you know like the way a coach would come in and a normal coach that doesn't have experience might have similar conversations like that but the way that Dion conveys it the way it's entertaining for people to watch I actually think the players probably appreciate that more than somebody coming in there and BS and like well I don't know I haven't made any decisions yet I don't know but you see on Twitter right now too all these players that are going to be in the portal and the the high school recruits that they're offering like people want to go visit you know, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's like maybe yeah. Boulder, Colorado, will be a little bit like it's beautiful, right? right? All the sports writers in America will tell you how beautiful it is, but when you go there, it might be pretty, but like the the aura of the place is completely different well, in and, five and seconds. Will they actually like football there? Because that's another thing is is that's a school that doesn't always embrace the football team, even though they have the awesome yeah. live mascot. I, I talked to like there's a coach I talked to last year um, or, or this summer about about kind of that roster flipping kind of the way the the way the culture has changed now. And Andy, you've been in a, in a locker room, so you probably could speak to this better too. Um, the, the way the coach put it is there's a lot of guys in this program who are like working really hard, really trying to get better and stuff. And then there are some guys who are just existing. They're yes. here and you kind of, you need to kind of give them the kick in the butt, whether that's, 
to start working or to to, to get out because you just right. can't. That kind of just drags everybody down to have a bunch of people who really aren't that invested in it. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, you'd see guys, and they they would be there for five years on scholarship, and they'd never really play. Like at the Power Five level, that doesn't happen anymore. Like those people don't exist anymore because every every scholarship is currency. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. and you get moved out if you're not earning it. So, and again, I don't have a problem with that, especially in the NIL era. You eat what you kill. Like that, mm -hmm. that I, I that's think this has become it. like I can understand the backlash to some of the stuff Deion's saying. And like I, I'm not unsympathetic towards Colorado players. Like just because their record sucks doesn't mean nobody's trying there and they all deserve to go or whatever. But like yeah. I do think this has become like more destigmatized over time, this idea of running guys off. Yeah. And and especially now, because if the guys play well, they can make a lot of money. It's it's actually very it's very much a meritocracy at this point. Yeah. Which that's kind of what it's supposed the, to be. Here's the thing that nobody's saying, but I'm going to say it. Dion knows that he's going to fail if he doesn't have great players on his team. Absolutely. So like it's this isn't like uh well we'll see how it goes. Everybody love everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, Dion is a very flashy, probably arrogant in a good way person because of all the things that he's accomplished in his life. He's not going to go run Colorado's current roster out there and get his ass kicked for six games right. next year with all the crap he's talking and presumably bringing my luggage. It's Louie. And then they're going to go three and seven yeah. next year. That's not going to happen. Presum they, they, presumably he watched a little bit of the Samsonite. Yeah, he's, he's talking a big game right now. Yeah. People are, I mean, call, as much as like people on our show are like slippy, slappy, slimy, slimy. Well, it's funny. Like you, I heard during like the search, I heard that Colorado is not the easiest place to actually get transfers to. And that like, maybe there's right. other jobs that be better for Dion. It had to bother the, the previous staff when the chancellor's out here at the press conference being like, we're going to change all the rules for that. We're going to be fine. Like, yeah, yeah. well, what? and all the we previous that coaches before? that probably didn't do, but yeah. Well, the previous right. coaches could have demanded it and, and maybe they wouldn't have got, but I, maybe I, the previous the coaches, Dion, you get the maybe they should have been the greatest cornerback of all time first. Well, yeah. If you sure. go make a, 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 make it a, a, a football factory and it becomes one, that's how you do it. I mean, that's the way it works. So the thing that I thought was most interesting was the thing that we were talking about in the cab on the way back from Mandalay Bay the other night. And he said, you know, my, my role here isn't about the location. It's about, about the destination. Mm -hmm. And it's true. He could, he could have do this anywhere. Like, I don't know, maybe Georgia tech wasn't an option for him, or maybe it wouldn't it have been possible because of the academic standards at that place. But it really doesn't matter where the location is. He could do this anywhere. People oh, want to go on visits it's, there. It's, they want to the, see the it. The stuff We're, he's going to do at Colorado probably is the same stuff he'd do at Auburn, right? Absolutely. Same right. stuff he would have done any, any – it's the same stuff he did at Jackson State. We'll be right back after these words. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is it yeah. out of the realm of possibility that Dion will have a roster 
in two years that has 25 to 30 top 100 players on it? In two years. If he gets some out of the portal mm, that we're talking about. portal and yeah, yeah. four stars yeah. I could see. I, I Well, okay. Here's a better question. Can Dion within two years get Colorado into the top half of the Pac-12 in the talent composite? Yes. Then, then that, then he is, he has achieved what you hired. In two for. years, in the top half, I think he could maybe do it this year. Then he has achieved really achieved. No, what you I don't know for. if there's enough time. Uh, and Max, what do you think? Um, we're saying two years. Two, two years, years top half. Year. If if it can happen in one year, great. But uh, he's going to get them up that list pretty quickly. Yeah, I think top half. I mean, yeah, you can't say that they. This I is mean, with USC and UCLA still there. If he doesn't get them in the top half, then he. Fails. I mean, they'll yeah, be right. in I mean, the top half when USC and UCLA leave. I bet. <laughs> right, That'll be year right. two. Like are, are players like Caden Proctor, who was committed to Iowa, mm-hmm. you know, interested in Oregon. Apparently, you know, NIL situations are happening up there. But mm-hmm. like, well, will he be able to flip guys this year out of the high school ranks? Maybe. Like, could he pull a Travis Hunter rabbit? Out of his hat, I bet he like, can. Is he I, bet he, I bet he was already yeah, working probably. on one for Jackson State. Yeah, and if he has, if you can pull a rabbit out of your hat at Jackson State, how many can you pull out of your hat at, in a Pac-12 situation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ooh. no, I think you're right. I think I think they, they, there will be. He's setting this all up to knock those dominoes down. If there's going to be some big names that sign with Colorado this year, and and guys, I just want to point out, and in the last three days, we did a twenty minutes video only special on Dion. We've now spent half this podcast talking about Dion. That's what they're paying for. Mm-hmm. They're getting it all. I mean, this is, this is more than we talk We're about talking Colorado about Colorado right. since I've worked at the athletic. It's, it's, it's money that apparently they don't have yet, but I'm sure they'll have well spent. Um, and if you're a place like Colorado or other places in that same situation mm-hmm. and you're, and you're in a desperation this is, mode. This is why I said, why do you hire a boring move. coach when you need attention? And also, too, like, if it stinks, then what were they going to do? Stick around with some other guy that they hired and mm-hmm. still stink? Like, I, I mean, other than the increased salary, because he's the highest paid coach in program history now. Like, what's really the downside here? I, I see none. I, I think you, that you were terrible we're before. See, on the portal piece, like in the next month here, I think we're going to see the bump instantly. Like, there's a, there's a really good... White out from USF Jimmy Horn, who's in the portal. He has a top oh, yeah. four. I I heard last week. You know, probably looking good for Penn State. Now Colorado, like you know that they are going to just move up guys' lists in those situations because and, they want to go offense, out there and they want to go play with his son too. And right, you already know you have a good quarterback. <laughs> like that. That's sure. the the other piece of it is Shador Sanders, not not quite as as big of a chip as Dion in this this whole thing, but pretty close. Because it allows Dion to say, I have this quarterback. Come play with this quarterback. I mean, that's going to be an interesting conversation down the road here. I mean, he's not in the portal yet. He will be, obviously. But, like, where does he rank among the best quarterbacks in the Pac-12? That'll be interesting. He uh, he was introduced by Dion as his quarterback at the press conference. So, uh, And he's coming. Wasn't there a video that was floating around of Travis Hunter watching the videos uh, of the of him addressing the team, he's going, yeah, coach, you tell him. Probably, like he was. So I think I think I saw that yesterday. Well, so, uh, I, and I, 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 you, you texted me something, Ari, a comment that we got about you know somebody saying, well, look at what Dion's doing to Travis Hunter, I and mean, he took a year of his life and blah. Travis Hunter can go to Alabama if he wants right now and be yeah. in the NFL at the same time he would have been in the NFL anyway. Want to think? I, but but I bet Travis Hunter goes to Colorado, so I don't know that. 
I don't think he feels like Dion wasted a year of his life. Yeah, I mean, I think if I think Kirby Smart would take that phone call from Travis Hunter, wouldn't he? Nick Saban. Oh, would. I think so. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think so. If he wants to go do something else, he can do something else and and be much richer for it. Ryan Day might want to take that phone call. I think Ryan Day's got a few phone calls to make. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, it's it, it it is going to be fascinating to watch Dion do all of this, and it's really kind of a perfect storm with the changes in the rules because. This doesn't happen like this without the transfer rules changing, without an NIL, but it's all here now, and this is going to be a very interesting offseason in Boulder. Before we get to the Scorpion shot bet, we do have to talk about another piece of news. Uh, Pete Thamel from ESPN reporting that Kevin Wilson is the new head coach at Tulsa. That is Ohio State offensive coordinator Kevin Wilson, former Indiana head coach, uh, former Oklahoma offensive coordinator, Northwestern offensive coordinator. Uh Guys, we've this, also got Heisman finalists out. Oh, oh, that's right. We're on Pacific time. Who are the Heisman finalists? Max, give us. Caleb Williams, Max Duggan, uh-huh. CJ Stroud, Stetson Bennett. Whoa, Stetson Bennett went to New York. Went How to about that? New York. All right. Wow. This is very, very interesting. I got my Heisman vote in Monday morning. I am obviously not allowed to reveal it because mm-hmm. they strip you. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you after Saturday. Mm-hmm. But Wow, very interesting. So Kevin Wilson going to Tulsa. Ari, what does that mean for Ohio State? Is that a Brian Hartline promotion situation? Well, Brian Hartline interviewed uh, at Cincinnati for the head coaching job, and it seems like he's not going to be taking that job. So yeah, what do you think the response Probably getting might a, be? a pretty big bump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my, I think that uh, you know there has been discussion, um, at least in the fan base, that. Ryan Day might need some help calling the plays after the Michigan game. I mean, I don't know how realistic that is because if you listen to the fan base, they've got a lot of opinions about yes. what should be different about Ohio State right yeah. now. But it will be very interesting to see if they what they do with Hartline. I'm assuming that would be a, a logical step. But if they bring somebody else in that can, you know, kind of freshen up some ideas and 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 maybe, you know, put Ohio State in a better position to you know, modernize its offense and be more selective and, and, and more creative, frankly. I love how we're talking about them modernizing their offense when they had, like, the most cutting-edge offense in the world two years ago. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, what, what happens is, is you know, things get stale and you get, you know, in your ways. And, you know, listen, I covered Ohio State for a long time, watch them on TV a lot, and, you know, they, they are the textbook example of beating teams with their talent but never beating their teams, beating teams because they outcoach them. And, you know, I don't know why that's been a trend there, but that's part of the reason why they've underachieved greatly the last 10 years. Well, here we go. We'll find out what happens. But, you know, some people can change their stripes, including you, who swore you would never swallow a scorpion. So let's show everybody what happened at Nacho Daddy the other night. Uh, we'll start. This is this is when we got our scorpions, and uh, Ari, Ari needed a little little guidance. So can we lay the ground rules here? Like, yep. what, what, what do I have to do? I think like you have to take the you shot and then shot. eat the scorpion. You have to eat the thing or you yes. spit it out? I mean, whatever happens to you after the scorpion passes your lips, happens. So that is uh, to Sean Reed, the Athletics uh, Las Vegas Raiders beat writer, providing commentary and serving as the cameraman. Uh, if that one voice sounded unfamiliar, that's to Sean. And he was, he was probably the ringleader of goading Ari into this. But I did try to, to help him, you know, give him some, some inspiration by taking my shot, my first. scorpion was also twice as big. Your as scorpion yours. was was much bigger mm-hmm. than my scorpion, mm-hmm. much much bigger. All right. Three. I didn't lose this bet, by the way. I'm just doing this out of the kindness of my heart. Three, two, one. Bye. All right. You Your move, Ari. Your move, Ari. Right down the hatch. 
It still took a little cajoling after that. We, we, had to, we had to start a chant. But then it happened. Ari, Ari. Yeah! Woo! We survived! If, if, for those who couldn't see it, the, the look on Ari's face. Ask, ask away, Max. Ask away. All right, so Ari, are you stone cold sober there, or have you warmed up to that moment? Uh, You're sober. I was pretty sober there. Yeah, yeah I we were drinking we earlier in the day, and then we did the shows that night, sobered up, and that was my first drink of the night, I think. And the the place smelled like a scorpion pen, and I don't, like my was really big, so I felt the scorpion in my throat. Where mm-hmm. Andy just took it like a pill. It was terrible. Uh, it was like I don't even understand the concept of it. It reminds me there was a ride at Bush Gardens when I was a kid called the Scorpion. It might still be. And there. like when I was eating my dinner at that place, like I was like getting sick thinking about the scorpions. So okay, like, follow question: I, What I, does I the stomach like do to a baby scorpion? Um, I burped scorpion. Mine just sh- just mushed it up. I'm assuming yeah. it's gone now. I didn't look. I didn't look to see how it passed, but uh, <laughs> hopefully it's gone now. That was that it's was just protein, Max. It's bet. just protein. But That's yeah, the, right. so on the on the old Scorpion roller coaster, the person running the ride had to had to do this manually because this was this was the 90s. And he said, and to feel the sting, and then you would press a button that goes. Eh, eh. So to feel the sting eh, eh, of the Scorpion, which I just wanted to do as Ari took the shot. It was uh, that was gross. Well, still better than the hot chip. Though. So our producer John Hayes actually got a bigger scorpion than Ari. Like Ari's was twice the size of mine, and John's was twice the size of Ari's. But he was a champ. All right, producer John Hayes. Let's go. God, that's disgusting. All right. All right. Did you just take it like a pill? You know. Good time, man. Bottoms up. That's a man, baby. Yeah, well, that's how you take a shot. I've with been a accused of not being a man my uh, entire adult life, so I guess there's <laughs> another notch on my belt in that category. But um, anyway, also, I freaking love nachos. So what'd you get after? So I got nachos with tinga chicken on top, mm-hmm. uh, with avocados and sour cream, and uh, Tashan got the the filet mignon nachos with the mel- all the melted cheese and Beautiful. oh it was gorgeous i just got fish tacos and i didn't like any of it because i was sick to my stomach because you had scorpion <laughs> afflicted by scorpions yes yeah, uh that's a not no return for me i, I have the experience and next time so we're gonna try ari scorpion is entered the transfer portal just yeah. like every quarterback in the acc i think that's what we learned guys it's going to be wild we have lots of emergency shows all kinds of crazy things are going to happen in the next week or so just keep it right here on the Andy Staples Show. There's all kinds of stuff. And, well, the Andy Staples Show and Friends, because the Friends, like our Max Olson and Max and Sam, I'm sure you're going to have a lot to talk about. You're the Portal Authority, Max. Like, you're, you're, you're going to be... Portal Authority sounds like a train station in New York City. That is what the joke is, Art. <laughs> <laughs> it's a that bus is station. The joke. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I ruined the show. Okay. <laughs> we love you. We'll talk to you later. <laughs>